Number 10 and number 24, switch. Number 18 and number 6, switch. Number 22 to the middle. Welcome to center stage. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the center stage. My name is Luke. I'm here with Beatrice and Ashlyn. And today, this is the day we have a special guest, Miss Maya Stabi, straight out of San Francisco, California, tearing up the stage. I have BB Pro. What up, Maya? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome, Maya. <laughs> Hello. Hi, everyone. That was quite an <laughs> intro. I love that. Hey. I feel so hyped up now. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. That's me. Damn right. Damn right. That's what skills. it's all about. <laughs> so we are super excited to have you on the show so real quick before uh we say hi to B and Ashlyn why don't you just give us a little rundown just a quick background tell us a little bit about yourself um and then we'll uh we'll get into a ton of questions I mean this it made my phone heavier there's so many questions <laughs> just kidding <laughs> I'm excited to get into them so I can give you guys a little background of like who I am where I'm from yada yada um, I was originally born in San Francisco, but I lived in New York for seven years. I went to college out there. And then um, I stayed after uh, with my boyfriend at the time. And then I lived on Long Island. So like I have a full New York experience. Um, and I have a lot of that like in my attitude. That's kind of like my energy. Very go-getter. Um, while I was living out there, I actually had the, you know, the opportunity to train at Babs pretty regularly. So I kind of love that vibe like I just I just feel like an honorary New Yorker at this point but last year I moved back to California to be closer to my family um and I've loved it uh, it's amazing making the best of it you know regardless of the quarantine and all that and the fact that we're like in lockdown up here so that's kind of just like where I'm from um I'm 26 years old I started competing in 2018 and I never looked back. Awesome. <laughs> That's kind of like the long story short. There you go. Uh, but we can get into the questions and I'm sure you guys will learn lots about me because I am not afraid. Open Boom. book right here. <laughs> That's what we want to hear. We want we want the dirt. We want the skinny, the dirt. We want it all. We want the deepness. So let's make it happen. B, <laughs> what's going on? How's it over there in the Portugali? Uh, it's in lockdown. So really, it's quite Again? closed in Portugal. Yeah. Um, so today is Friday and I have a, a birthday um, party until now pretty much of my my sister's um, boyfriend okay. because tomorrow everything closed and I can't leave not not my house but I can't leave the like my city yeah. which is right next to the city where I go to the gym oh. so yeah tomorrow I have a car battery waiting for me in the garage <laughs> Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> like, yeah. it's true. Oh yeah. my God, they are back. They are freaking back. Yeah, I think that we are going back to lockdown next week because uh, the cases are like top. <laughs> they are winning everything. So uh, yeah, it's pretty close, pretty um, cold as well. Like it yesterday at night or yeah, today at night, in like early morning, we had minus four degrees. Holy shit. So yeah, it's it's really, really cold. <laughs> God, I love Florida. <laughs> You're gonna love it here. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah, besides cool. that, everything okay. Um just full of stuff to do because of college. I'm I, I was a little bit behind when I 
when I came back because of being so like far away for so long. So yeah, everything has been about college until now, all the exams, all the presentations and all that stuff, but everything okay. Uh, and yeah, thank you, Maya, for coming. Uh, we are excited to know know more about you and more about your your answers. So I hope you have fun. We will for sure. Yeah. Oh, I have no doubt. Okay. <laughs> now, B, real quick before I move on to Ashlyn, are you when you come over here to the states and come to Florida, are you going to stay in the same university you're in over in Portugal? Uh, yeah. Okay. So far, I've been able to do it online. So. Okay. No, no problems with that. And I just need a year more pretty much. Awesome. So yeah, because of COVID as well, it, like it, it's kind of a good thing for me because they want everyone at home and doing things online. So right. I'm allowed to do everything online. Cool. So yeah, pre- I think that nothing will change regarding that. All right, good. Yep. Miss Ashlyn Brown, what's going on over there in the Arizona area? Well, the weather's great. The weather's always great over here. That's probably the one thing I'm going to miss because I am also moving to Florida next month. So Why are you going to miss the weather? Florida? Oh, my God. It's next because, month. Because, like, I'm going to be switching from here where it's very dry to sure. I know the climate over there is a lot more just humidity. A little bit. Not quite as bad in Tampa, though. You'll be It's a little bit better there than it is down here by me in, like, the south, south, south. Well, that's good to hear. Okay, cool. I mean, either one. I mean, I'm from Texas. I was born and raised in Texas, lived in Texas basically my whole life. And that humidity is absolutely insane. The worst. So honestly, it's not like, it's not going to be like a super shock or anything. And plus, I basically lived there all last year anyways, because Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was competing there all all the time. (laughs) So I'm used to it, but I'm excited just for a different, you know, a switch up. And I love the gyms that are um, around the area that we're going to move and stuff like that so I'm just really excited for a new chapter in my life where are you guys moving like don't it's I mean, gonna I'm be just, awesome. give me an address but but are you moving like will you be close to like MI40 and like powerhouse like, that yes of, okay cool. yeah so we'll be in the Tampa area as far as we know right now we actually have applied for a couple different places and honestly we're it's just a waiting game now we're just yeah. waiting for people to get back to us so um we should be knowing something within the next week or two and then we'll have like a a date and all that good stuff so so we're still kind of just waiting right now nice good deal so like i said before i know we got a ton of questions for maya so why don't you ladies take the lead and get rolling and uh we'll find out as much as we possibly can about miss maya yes okay let's start from the beginning so maya what brought you to the sport so I actually was overweight when I was in college. Um, We're starting from the very beginning, like back in 2015. um, When I was in college, you know, I I was a typical, I guess, what you would call American college girl. So I, you know, I drank, went out on the weekends, ate what I wanted. And eventually down the line, I realized that kind of all, all caught up to me. And it's not even like I would say I it was a bad version of myself. It was just a different version of myself. And after a while, I realized I wasn't living, quote unquote, living my best life. While I was uh, studying abroad in Barcelona, I just felt very uncomfortable. And I actually had to measure myself for a bridesmaid dress um, for my aunt's wedding that was going to be coming up the following year. So I measured myself and I literally broke down in tears because I was like, I feel so uncomfortable. These measurements are wild and um, I'm, I'm going to do something about it. So <laughs> I started out um, training literally in this tiny Barcelona apartment 
um, Kayla H. Smith's Bikini Body Guide. It was like, it's basically like plyometrics and like light, light weights um, and cardio. That's so I started out with that. that and I did it for, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> that's exactly how I train currently. That's <laughs> All the jokes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so after a while, like I did that and I lost a ton of weight. Um, but then after, I mean, I, I think it was like maybe a year and a year later, I realized like there's only so many plot, so much you can do like jumping around and using like 10 pound dumbbells. Like there, you know, it just, it doesn't work at, at a certain point you realize you're stronger than that. And, um, you want to move on to something else. Nothing against people who do that. Obviously it brought me into fitness to help me lose a ton of weight. That's awesome. But at that time I was watching a lot of like YouTube videos and following people on Instagram who inspired me. And I found heavy weight training. So I started like kind of easing my way in. I watched a ton, a ton. I'm like a huge research nerd. So I watched a ton of like technique videos online of how to pro use, do proper form and everything. So I taught myself how to train better and train heavier in the gym. And I also found macros at that point in time. So I started counting my macros and training and then through Instagram, this is why I'm telling you, like Instagram, I love Instagram. People like get, you know, talk bad about it, but I'm like, no, it helped me <laughs> discover my true love. Like it helped me find bodybuilding. So I had seen posts come up on my discover page, I guess. And I was like, what is this? People train and like count their macros and, and like, or follow meal plan and do what I do. But then they get to step on stage, like sign me up. <laughs> So um, after college, I had been training for multiple years. I actually like, went through my own like reverse diet. I planned it out myself and talked to some people I had met on Instagram about it. And they kind of helped guide me. Um, and I was thinking about it for a really long time. And I was, it was just kind of in the back of my mind. And then at a certain point, um, my ex was starting med school. And I realized I was kind of interdependent. I was like, wow. He has his own thing now and I'm, I have like a corporate job. I want my own thing. And I want it to be something that's driving me towards something. Cause obviously I love a gym. I feel like it is helping me grow every day, but I wanted something to pour all of my energy into a hobby, something that I could build within rather than just, just at the gym, just building my body. So I was going through a rough patch and that's kind of what spurred me to be like, you know what, I'm going to do it. This is for me that rough patch my relationship like we'll get through it but I want something for me I don't want to be so interdependent and then I just kind of jumped head first and I was like you know what I'm signing up I did I did a ton of research I had consultation calls with people and then after talking to Jamie who is the head of Fit Body Fusion and then after that Shelby I was sold I was like this is who I'm going with I'm going to be competing I'm going to follow her guidance I trust her 100% Shelby's my coach and, um, and the rest is history. <laughs> That's what brought me here. I decided that I was going to take what I already love and just level up, reach my potential and see where it goes. Boom. I love that. Level up. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> so insane. No, that's pretty much the same as me. That's funny. Cause I basically found out what, um, bodybuilding was and like what bikini was and all that stuff through, uh, on Instagram too. Mm -hmm. yeah, me too same thing yeah. my my first coach he can uh, no he contacted me for the first time saying that he wanted me on his team uh, to compete and all that stuff 
because of Instagram because he saw my profile there because he doesn't even live here so yeah Instagram has been like changing our lives and we don't even realize sometimes <laughs> right. I know yeah absolutely yeah. and just so for those of you who don't know Maya that well um she is actually um so she's with Fit Body Fusion, the same team that I'm under. So Jamie's my coach, and then Shelby is her coach, like she was saying. So Fit Body Fusion fam, right here. Um, and then we have um, another question for you. So tell us a little bit, like what your short term goal is and what your long term goal is for. Um, you can do both for bodybuilding and for life, like your career and stuff. Okay, um, this one, this one really made me think because it's easy to get caught up in a lot of the short-term goals or like the grind of everyday life. But when I think about where I want to be like five, 10 years down the line, I honestly like look to Jamie. Um, it sounds so, it get, I get emotional every time I talk about it, but like I want to be able to have an impact on people while living a healthy, balanced lifestyle myself. Um, I want to inspire others. I want to be someone that they, that people can look to as a role model. And I just want to leave the world having like left a positive impact or having left it better than when I came into it. Um, and I think that has that that long term goal will be achieved by reaching a lot of short term goals. So kind of tying it all together, um, you know, the short-term goals would be on a daily basis, honestly, like kind of feelings from Andy Frisella, but like, and Hunter Labrada, but like mastering my day and winning my day each day. Um, and I think that if you keep, you know, stepping forward and trying to level up and be your best self each day, just taking everything off your to-do list and pushing yourself um, further, with each day that you'll go further in the long run. So um, my short-term goal would be to have a really good off season, um, connect with my family and friends, connect with those who I've met on social media, um, put out positivity into the world, both in like my work place, um, in my social life, you know, everywhere. And then hopefully in the long term have a positive impact on all those people I interact with daily. Um, it's a little rambly, but basically I want to be my best self and I want to help others be their best self too. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. And that's, that's so, that's so crazy. Like when I think of that, I also think of Jamie too, just because like, I know the type of person that she is and like how many people she has impacted. But I mean, as so much as myself, like yeah. when I look, when I look up to, I mean, when I look at her, I'm constantly just being like, that's what I, that's what I strive to be. Like, I just want to be somebody that people look up to something that I can, you know, inspire somebody to do whatever, it, even if it's just like, they want to be better at their job, or they want to be better for their kids, or they want to be a better um, person doesn't even matter what it's about. It doesn't even have to be fitness. That's how I like, that's exactly what I think about whenever I think of Jamie. So I totally am with you on that. That's awesome. And I laugh. Agreed. Talk about the Andy Frisella deal. This is the last thing on my power list today. So what, what, like I laughed so hard when you said that, cause I was like, damn, I was like, that's, I, I mean, I've been listening to Andy since like episode one 
you know, of the MFC. Yeah. So it's wild. But as soon I as think, I found him, I was like, binge listen, binge exactly, listen. Exactly, <laughs> dude. Like, I'm, and I, I just want to chime in on that perspective because the same exact thing is what got me into fitness in the beginning. I mean, I've been a coach. I don't practice coaching now. I don't have any clients or do anything like that. I wouldn't even want to because I'm embarrassed to even be, to be somebody's coach right now because I'm a fat ass. But at the end of the day, that's where I'm at right now. Okay. But I got into coaching and doing that for the same, the exact same reason. I mean, my, my biggest thing was I'm like, dude, I'm like, I live every day for me. Like, yeah, yeah I have kids and I have a wife and whatever else I'm like, but you know, it's time, it's time to make a change and to start living a life where I can be proud of what I've, you know, what I, what I pass on to other people. And one of the most beautiful things about being a good coach is not just being able to push somebody through a hard workout or give them a diet plan or, you know, that actually works for them, but to be someone they can lean on and someone that you can help them through, you know, ups and downs of life and all the crazy stuff. And that used to be, I had so many clients that I still keep in touch with on Facebook now that, that tell me to this day, you're the best coach I ever had more, not even, it wasn't even just about the workouts and the, and the, and the you know, meal plan and whatever else. It was more about just what you gave me as a person and your time and your energy and the conversations we would have when we would have when on a rough day, you know, stuff like that. And I think that's what it's all about, man. If you can, if you can impact somebody else, it in turn impacts you and it just makes the world a better place. You know, hundred percent. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Oops. It's crazy. There's this quote that I, it's my, one of my favorite quotes. Um, and I think it just connects so well to what you were just saying. Um, it's by Maya Angelou. And she says, People won't re- remember what you say or what you do, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Absolutely. And um, oh my God, yeah. I just, uh, it makes, it just warms my heart every time. Yep. You I know? Just got goosebumps when you said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and it inspires you. I, to I, be I do too. Person. Yep. Say mm-hmm. that again, B. I was saying that it inspires you to be a better person as well for the others and for you because it has to come from you. And if you are not okay with y- yourself, you, you can't be good for the others. I would yep. say so it inspires mm-hmm. you and it makes you being good to yourself and for yourself and not just for the others. Exactly. I agree. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. <laughs> so the <laughs> next question is the proudest moment so far for you, which one was? So a lot of people would think that it would be qualifying and going to the Olympia. Um, but this is going to sound strange um but for me it was when I stepped off stage um at the Minneapolis Pro after I got second because um this has been a really long season I don't know if anybody knows my my competing career for 2020 but um I competed in 10 shows total I I, for a long time I thought it was 11 but I went back and counted and it was 10 (laughs) it was just 2020 yep Oh Jesus, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. Damn, it's a lot of shows. So in a year like that, reason, especially. Oh, especially for 2020, yeah. Yeah, it, damn. It, it was a lot of travel, but essentially the reason why I say stepping off stage, um, getting second place at Minneapolis, is because it's when I rediscovered my belief in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, not every placing was amazing you know like I started off the year strong with a fourth place finish at Wasatch Warrior um in Salt Lake City which was great but then throughout the season you know I had gotten last call outs at Pacific U- Pacific USA's last call outs 
And then the following week at New York Pro, I got 11th place. And that was after placing, you know, like higher at Tampa, I got seventh. Um, and I can't remember the other places, but they, I was doing really well. And if I had stopped, if I had stopped after getting last call out, if I had stopped after getting 11th place the following week, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I, I kept going. I kept, I kept that belief in myself. And I was like, I don't a hundred percent feel worthy, but I will work until I am. And then mm-hmm. when I stepped off stage, getting second place, I was, I realized that I truly was worthy the entire time. It wasn't, it wasn't my physique. There wasn't like major changes in my physique. It was honestly my belief in myself, the way that I showed up on stage was walking on stage and, and showing the judges like with my, no, obviously I wasn't speaking, but with my body language, with my energy saying like, I deserve a top placing and you're going to give it to me. Like I walked on stage with that belief in myself. And, Mm -hmm. and that was the first time I walked, I, I got second place and I was like, holy shit. Oh wait, sorry. Can I swear? okay okay I was like holy shit like yes this is this is where I deserve and I belong to be and I cried on my Instagram stories everybody knows I'm a big crier a big happy crier and I was like thank you everybody on social media in my life who believed in me until I realized and rediscovered my belief in myself because it wasn't until that moment that I was like you are so 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 capable and I always think that of other people like you always find the good in other people and you're always like you guys can do anything and like so supportive right but sometimes you lose it in yourself um if you go through a rough patch or you feel like down you just go through a lot of emotions and not feeling worthy was one of them yep and then actually from there on it was second places (laughs) yeah I think that this is really really good that you're bringing all this up because we've actually talked about this um, in one of our recent podcasts before, like the confidence is huge. I mean, that's the judges know exactly like they can see it. They can see it in your body language. Like you said, they can see it in your face. They can see a, a total difference of if you're confident and if you're not, and if they show, if you show that to them, that you're confident, that placing can skyrocket. And honestly, every single show, your mindset is going to be in a different place. Every show is different. You are never going to go into a show with the same mindset, with the same confidence, with the same package. Everything is going to change because honestly, it's always different. And peak week, everybody knows this who competes and has done, you know, multiple shows. You get into your head so bad. Like that is so easily, mm-hmm. like everybody does. It's, it doesn't matter the level that you're at. Everybody feels like they could look better and they could do better and that other people look better. Like that's just so normal. So in order to like basically fake being that suit, even if you don't feel like, Hey, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm the most confident on the stage, but if you portray that to the judges and you're like, Hey, I, I have to believe in myself in order to be able to move forward. And once you start doing that and you start, you know, just reiterating that to yourself constantly, like believe in yourself, believe in yourself, it will make the biggest difference in those judges eyes. So I just love, love, love that you're like saying this to everybody because it's so true. It can totally make or yeah. break you on stage with the confidence that you bring. Exactly. And it so, makes you it makes you grow because it's the exact thing that happened with me at the Battle of Texas. It was probably my, yeah, it was my worst um, placing at the top uh, as a pro. And 
I never felt so good because I never had such a good uh, prep in terms of health, in terms of cardio. It, nothing was extreme. I was always feeling okay. I was always enjoying. So sometimes winning is not the best thing. Of course, you always want to win, but sometimes you get more when you don't win and when you don't focus on winning and you don't live that winning thing. And then you get to, you know, look around yourself and appreciate the other stuff instead of just winning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You know, um, what I wanted to build on with, with what Ashlyn said is that you overthink a lot and, um, during peak week and you go through all these thoughts and you're so focused because you've had tunnel vision and the date that you've been leading up to for so long is finally there. So this is something I actually started doing um, because I DIY protan, also knows this, I DIY, use DIY protan. And when I'm DIY protaning, this is going to sound so cheesy, you guys, but I usually do it myself and I will look in the mirror as I'm waiting for my tan to dry it's like actually butt naked waiting for my tan to dry and I look in here at my most vulnerable point and I repeat this mantra to myself I say you are wait you are capable you are loved you can do this you're capable you are loved you can do this or something like that I'm pretty sure I feel like I'm missing one more phrase but I would repeat it over and over and over again and even if I was in my head just like repeating this mantra would clear out the clutter and then I would be able to refocus and just be like go to bed grateful go to bed grateful go to bed grateful like you are capable you are loved you can do this and then it focuses on me instead of on any other noise or any other like I'm not worried about me comparing myself to other competitors or me you know past placings or what what shows are coming up down the line like it's just that one moment and it's just being present and trying to focus on being there and bringing my best and wherever I am that just bring what I have and present it to the best of my ability and then clearing out that clutter helps me um kind of step on stage with the confidence and I've only started that in the past three shows or the past four shows I guess because Olympia um but yeah that's what I do when I'm tanning (laughs) I love it. It helps me clear that clutter. That's awesome. Heck yes. That's amazing. I love that. It's like when you 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 are taking a shower. Yeah, no, I'm I'm basically, I'm literally like have this, all this tan on me waiting for, waiting to dry for the next coat. And I'm like, you're capable. You're loved. (laughs) You got to do something. You got to do something while you are waiting for it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, because the uh, the rest of the day is usually kind of rushy. And so it's the first time you're able to sit and just kind of like, be there and you have to wait you can't move around you're not gonna like you go do anything while you're drying yeah you have some yeah. actual like and it's quiet to be able to chill <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> to go into your own thoughts Pretty oh cool. my gosh yeah. that's when too my funny girls, when my girls were a little bit younger um I should still do it now I guess I'm an asshole because I've kind of like fallen away from it over the last few years but when they were a little bit younger I used to leave post-it notes with stuff like that like you know little sayings and stuff for them oh. to like you know, on, on the bathroom window. And it kind of, it got to the point, the re, kind of the reason why I, I would say the reason why I stopped doing it was uh, the little one got old enough that she came out one morning and she was like, dad, like, we already know this. You don't have to remind us every day. And I'm like, and I was like, okay, <laughs> fine. If you're, no. if you're that much of a badass that, you know, then I don't, then I did my job and you're good to go. I was, you said something in the last question where you said that you're a happy crier. And I laughed because here I am this big 300 plus pound dude. And 
I was never I was never a crier until I had girls. Soon as I had a daughter. Aww. Now, dude, I like so I watch cute. a movie with like a daddy and a daughter thing, and it, it like something goes on, and I'm getting teary eyed, <laughs> and they're making fun of me, and I'm like, I can't help it. It just like once I became a father, it totally changed. You know, it totally changed my. I realized that you don't that crying doesn't mean you're not a man. It just means that you actually have emotion and care about something at all. Yeah, yeah I love I that think so it's much. Way better to yeah to see a, a guy um crying instead of being always tough all the right. time and all the same for girls like you just, yeah you just need to like <laughs> express yourself jesus you are yeah. you are a human being not a rock exactly right so okay. just cry <laughs> as long as you don't have makeup on it's fine just make it waterproof you're good i trust me i know as long as you haven't paid for it especially you can cry <laughs> I know when you pay no, for it, you better suck that. Oh my suck god, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay, so we will move on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Into our next question, which will be, um, and this is going to be kind of switching a little bit. So, switching gears, tell us a little bit what's been your most challenging muscle group for you to grow, and then kind of give us a, a reason why you feel like that is. Okay, yo. I, I, you guys are in for a funny story. So when I was in high school, this is going way back. Um, I was wearing black leggings. I remember it distinctly. I was in science class and this girl comes up to me and she goes, Maya, girl, why are you wearing leggings? You got negative buns. And I was like, oh my what? Excuse me? <laughs> wow, what an insult. <laughs> You guys don't understand how funny that story is to me now, because like obviously it takes I said it took me this long to grow my glutes. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, so shout out to that girl first of all. <laughs> shout out to that girl. Um, oh my god, yeah, she gave me that fire. <laughs> but she gave me that fire. It was almost like you know what? Damn, I'm gonna grow my glutes then. Like, and it wasn't. I I didn't at first. I was like, oh my god, this girl's so rude. And then later on down the line. And Andy Priscilla says this, it's like use all, anything that somebody says to you as hatred or like do it and then like prove them wrong and take pictures. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to, I'm just joking about that, but like, but honestly, like whatever you can use as your fuel to for motivation, like I take that. If somebody like doubts me, underestimates me, like, okay, sure, fine. Like, I'll just show you. Like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to do it. And um, so my glutes <laughs> my glutes have been the hardest to grow um if you see pictures which I didn't really take pictures when I was growing up of like my butt or anything like that but I yeah I, was, I wasn't blessed in that department so it's taken me a hot minute aka since high school to grow these bad boys <laughs> there you go. yeah once you once you start um training but you I mean you start training and you start focusing on that but you don't get the mind muscle connection you don't get like the conscious of like training glutes actually so it it i think it takes some time until like someone gets to really start working out and focusing on the glutes like actually working them i think everyone we've oh my gosh, i said, agree said glutes right every single mm -hmm. person you guys have asked has said glutes was the hardest muscle group to grow yeah at least for me man it was jesus my genetics don't go for mind muscle connection it oh, really yeah. is be you're yeah. so yeah, right even today even today i still like i started training with joe when i was there and he was like yeah okay you 
your your training sessions are good but most of the time you are not really really like at 100% focusing on muscle mind connection and muscle muscle contraction and all that stuff so at the beginning let's imagine like especially for us and for, for like for someone who really wants to focus on glutes like we, we just start actually focusing on them years after started train st- starting training i think it yeah. at, at least for me it is and my mom and my sister they struggle a lot to uh, to work and to feel their their glutes when they are having a training session my yeah. mom my mom always tells me look i'm always thinking about the glutes always thinking about them but they don't fire <laughs> <laughs> they don't fire and i'm like yeah mom you're I, like i, I love you glutes love me back <laughs> oh my God. see yeah but glutes, i think it's so glutes were like my long like it took me the longest to see like an actual improvement. like improvement and like muscle development because I had that's just where I store most of my fat so even even for me like it took me like multiple times to like prep reverse prep reverse for me to actually see like okay I can see the muscle finally but it took my delts I think the longest um to actually grow like I don't I don't uh, or the hardest I think that was like and that was more because of the mind muscle connection so it was harder for me to grow my delts but it took longer for me to grow my glutes but yeah. I always that like I sense. felt yeah like I felt like my glutes were activating I felt like I was making progress but my shoulders no I never felt it at all those that was probably the hardest thing for me to activate because my traps always took over so it was always so hard for oh, me. oh yeah I can see that Dude, my yeah. delts, I, I had some of the some of the most intense workouts ever were delts. Like I had buddies that would come to me and be like, dude, what do you want to train today? And I'd be like shoulders. And they'd be like, oh, okay, easy workout. Third third uh, movement in, they'd be like, oh, I'm dying. What are you doing to me? My, my shoulders are going to fall off. And I'd just be laughing. I can't drink off. water now. Dude, soaked in sweat. And they'd be like, dude, this is more intense than when I do like a full back bicep and chest and tricep session or legs. And I'm like, well, I was like, that's how I train my delts. You gotta put some weight in order to grow them. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> yep. So okay, right. Next uh question is if you could train with someone, who would you pick? Not only bikini, it can be anyone. Um, I love this question. First of all, fabulous question. Um, and I'm sorry, but I'm gonna break the rules because that's what I do, and I'm gonna pick three people. Um for First of all, um, John Meadows, because he's John Meadows, like, that'd be so dope. Just, I mean, for, especially for form, like, I think that what, because some people are like, you, if you're only training with somebody once, like, how much can you really get out of it? I think it could be so effective if you are, if they're checking your form, because right. then that's like, you know, teach a, teach and a fish type kind of, you know what I mean? Analogy, yep. where if I learn it correctly with them on that day, then I can carry that into my everyday uh, training. So John Meadows for that. Brett Contrast because hello, my glutes are hard to grow. Grow. <laughs> um, or Contreras. Brent Contreras, not Contrast. Sorry, Contreras. Oh my god, yeah. Glute guy. I wanted him. To. And then lastly, you guys, this you're in for a, a surprise. <laughs> is Steffi Cohen the powerlifter? Nice. Because that's like she's strong AF. Like right. she is she's so inspiring to me and I think that it's really cool to be able to learn things from people who train in other sports other types of sports so that um I'm not super into CrossFit to be quite honest so like nobody from there but definitely powerlifting or like Olympic lifting uh because I think that I could learn a lot from 
the way that they load. And I push myself to my limits, but sometimes, you know, when you're going to failure, but like, I think she could really push me to failure, like really. So um, those are my three people. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so much variety. Definitely. Yeah, I kind of want to know your guys' (laughs) <laughs> tell us what is it sorry can i ask questions is that, yes, is that okay? yeah <laughs> you, guys go. you paid to be here i mean no you didn't uh, okay. <laughs> okay it's an honor to be here i never thought of that actually but for sure brent Contreras, i would really want to um, to train with him because i feel that every video that i watch of him or of, of someone do, who goes uh, to train with him learns a lot of stuff like regarding every single exercise that's so who I, I was gonna I, say too yeah oh my god like and I have the the book I sold it, it already because I read everything and I have my my notes uh but I I bought the book uh on eBay actually because it we don't sell it here in Portugal but I bought it and it's such like a bible a glute bible uh so I have that book too <laughs> Yeah, it, it's so amazing. And for someone who who can actually write a book that size about a muscle group, it's like a lot of knowledge. Yeah. So I would really like to to train with him like once in my life. And oh, I don't know, like regarding athletes, I, I don't really uh, follow other sports. Um, oh, yeah, but yeah, I, I think I, one person I think I would pick, um, Brett, yeah. Yeah. And you are. Yeah. I, I definitely think Brett too. And then the other one I was going to say is Natalia. I think she is in freaking credible and I just love the way she trains. Not only is she a freaking beast, but um, do y'all know, do y'all know who I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I she's, I'm sorry. <laughs> Natalia. Um, how do you pronounce her last name? Quello. Yeah. Quail. Okay. I feel like I probably know her if I saw a picture, but I can't place her in my she's mind. She's a right women's now. physique. Yeah, physique yeah. yeah, she's Olympian. Yeah, yeah. she's just yeah. she's freaking incredible, and I just love, yeah. I love her physique. I love the way she trains. She's just she's super motivating um, to like follow and stuff. So I just like all of her posts, and I just whenever she trains, it always motivates me. And I'm like, dude, if I could get one training session with her, that would be so fun. <laughs> Yeah, someone who, so cool. who is part part of other division, like a bigger, I would say division. It would be awesome to train with them just to see how intense they go and how how they just yeah. face the the training sessions. Because many share more the guys. I think that I I watch more the guys, the Brazilian guys, and all that stuff because they have they post a lot of videos of that mm-hmm. on YouTube. But the girls, we don't normally see how like fully how they train. So I think it would be curious to like have a session with uh, a women's physique, a session with a figure, a session with a wellness pro now, you know, um, yes. yeah, I think be it would cool. be interesting. Yeah, not even pro, but you know what I mean. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that it, that would be cool. Um, yeah. Okay, perfect. So we will move on. Um, the next question is, so what do you think about the future of the sport and the future of our bikini division? Wow. Um, I think we're at a really interesting spot right now because wellness was just reintroduced in the States. So I think that it's going in a really good direction. I personally love the way that bikini has developed over the years. Um, I only started in 2018. And even since then, um, I think that it's become more muscular, more developed. 
I love the shapes on stage. And I like that each person fits the criteria, but in their own unique way. And um, I just think it'll, I, I honestly don't have any like idea of where it will go in the future. Um, but I think that wellness will definitely affect how they judge us. Um, because they want to, you know, make sure that we stay within our category and don't get too big, not, you know what I mean by too big, right? Like yeah, yeah. disproportionate or anything like that. Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. that in like a bad way. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited about it, especially because I'm taking a full year off. I'll be able to just witness what's going on instead of being the one competing. And then I can grow in the direction that it goes. So like I'll watch who places well and like see who's getting feedback on what and then be able to kind of tweak my training as um throughout the year which so that'll be really cool very cool yep Great yeah awesome yeah i like that yeah now we have more of a a vision of what's what bikini is uh turning into or like going back to i don't know what the expression to use um but yeah imagine last year we we used to to ask this question and we wouldn't wouldn't know what to say exactly and now we have like a more clear vision of what's going on and what 2021 will will look like bikini wise so i think we are getting there yes yeah definitely i agree yep okay so next question is what have you learned since um you started competing or simply connecting to this world of bodybuilding okay I could go on for years about this, to be you quite go, honest, because I feel like, but, but on this one, I think I'm going to kind of keep it short and sweet, just like, I will, I'll try to. Um, so I'm going to limit it to two top things. So for the first thing, it is that we are so much stronger than we give ourselves credit for. Because, and you guys know this, you all know this, um, prep humbles you. It just does. Mm -hmm. You're if, if you're moving in the right direction, you're going to get to a point where you're like, holy crap, I'm not sure if I can keep going. You like your body, you, you just feel like not broken per se, but it breaks you down. It, it, it shows you how not fragile, but yeah, I guess how fragile the human body is. So you're like, you're working yourself into the ground. You're pushing yourself harder than you ever thought you would. Um, there's always going to be a new goal a new, a higher weight to push, you know, all these things. And you're constantly humbled because there's always something ahead, always something to strive for, always a way to push yourself. And when you break through at that moment uh, where you feel like you can't go anymore, you realize how strong you are. And you're like, I, I did that. Like, mm -hmm. damn, yes. I, you know, and there's no other feeling as good as when you step on stage. Oh my goodness. You step on stage and you're like, it, it's just like this like wave. I, I, the first time I was on stage, I described it as like, I felt like I was on drugs. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like you get this pure euphoria, this, this pride, this like fulfillment, this gratitude for that present moment. And like the whole world stops and everything you had worked for, everything you poured yourself into, you flashes before you right before you step on stage and all those moments that you thought you were going to break but you push through flash in your mind and you're like this is it like this is what I know I'm supposed to be doing this is what my purpose is I'm going on stage I'm giving my best I'm helping inspire others and like I am capable of so much more than I know 
so oh my God, I'm yeah. so happy that like like that is the moment I don't know that it taught me that <laughs> and then one other thing but you guys can uh, I can delve into more information on that if you guys want me to but basically um through all the highs and lows um I realized I'm stronger than I ever gave myself credit for and it helped me discover my true self um and um so I can shine brighter in the world in all areas of my life not just um on stage hundred percent, and then the other thing um, is the the power of community. Um, this again goes back to Jamie Fit Body Fusion, but also like all of Instagram, really as a whole. Is I think people, and I know this isn't like not everybody has like as optimistic of a view on the world, but I I do. I think everybody is at like really does try to do their best and be a good person. And I think that bodybuilding attracts a lot of people who are like-minded, who want to see others grow and support each other. And I think that there's a lot of really good camaraderie here, especially in the bikini division, because we root for each other. um, We support each other. And we know that like, somebody else's success doesn't take away from our own and I know it's an individual sport but like we are all so supportive of each other and I think that that power of community is truly magical and when you feel like you're a part of it you feel like you're at home so oh God, yeah. like I just I don't know I I feel so grateful I know that like regardless like even with COVID like with all the things going on I don't know what I would be doing if I didn't have the strong community metaphorically and physically uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> strong community that like helps me get through those times right so I would say that the power of community and how strong it is and like the impact we can have within it um if we you know choose to like you know you, you give out what you put in you you can be positive about it you can be negative about it but like just being a part of that community and like putting yourself out there and like really embracing it um, it's taught me how much power it has. And then too, that I'm, that I'm more capable than I gave myself credit for. And, um, do you guys agree? Do you feel like those, those things, <laughs> I feel like those are like pretty true for most people I've talked to within, um, like at least the bikini division. Oh yeah. I think hundred so. percent. I think so. Yeah. Because and I think basically that's what happens division. is like when you're prepping, your life doesn't stop. So you're basically having to learn how to do what you need to do um, to be successful and and prep while still doing your normal daily life stuff. So you're adding an obstacle to your life that you're having to learn to just adhere to and, and, you know, just be able to nail it basically. And it's hard. I mean, it's not easy. It's, it's extremely hard to be able to do what you're supposed to do to be successful in this industry while also doing your normal life stuff. So it teaches you so much stuff. It teaches you strength. It teaches you, you know, mental and physical, um, you know, power and, and just confidence within yourself. And that, I, I truly think that when you prep and you learn all of these things, it bleeds into your normal life. And, and then it just oh, helps yeah. you gain that, like, you know, strength in your own mind that you didn't realize that you had. So I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, me too. Well, awesome. I love that answer. Um, so our next question is going to be, 
So do you think that you do something like totally different comparing to other people? Do you think that, and, and that just means like, um, you know, in regards to like your prep and stuff like that, do you think that, or even off season, it could be off season too, um, just preparing for the stage, um, training in the gym. Do you think that you do anything, you know, different comparing to other people? Um, and then what do you think that you have to change to, in, in order to like improve going forward? Um, so I don't think that I do anything necessarily different. I don't think that there is anything magical <laughs> necessarily right. about the way that I prep or the way that I eat or anything like that. Uh, honestly, I think that each of us is different just because of who we are, just our experiences, the way we grew up, the people we have around us, our personalities. And I would say that that's what makes us unique is just because we are all so different. We come from different backgrounds and I don't do anything physically or like mentally different necessarily. Like we all, I know I can say something easily like, oh, I use visualization or, oh, um, you know, I focus on my muscle connection, all those things. But like, I know a lot of, a lot of us do those things. So I would say it's just showing, trying to show up as my best self, like not best, my, my most genuine self every single day. So like, I don't pretend to be someone I'm not at any point in time. I'm like, you know me, <laughs> I'm like, I'll show up to check-ins like with like a messy bun and like in shorts about to go do cardio. Like I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm just a hundred percent myself. And if I want to put on makeup, I'll put on makeup. If I don't, I don't like, I just show up as me and my most authentic self and I try and let other people or try to show other people especially NPC competitors that like you don't have to fit in the mold to be successful in like the IFBB and to go pro you know like you can just be yourself work hard and you can do it too you know absolutely so nothing absolutely. special just just putting in the work <laughs> good good I love it so your word is work 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 Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like the <this> song. <laughs> exactly. Like I mean, me. also like off season, <laughs> like you know, balance. I guess I don't like. It's so hard. Like this is gonna sound silly, but I don't like really truly believe in like a balance. Like I think that I like a hundred percent all in for me is balance. If that makes any sense, yep. I don't know. Yeah. Like and then rest uh, a little I, bit I, more fully. Yeah. Yeah, I think exactly. I am like that too because I even said that last in the last episode because I think that in regards to eating, of course, I still need to um, learn how to face uh, the post-show diet and the post-show, normally my binge, post-show, all that stuff. I still need to learn and I still need um, feel that I am like such a, a baby and a child in regards to that, especially post-show because... I, I normally have no control more when I can have freedom uh, comparing to when I am on prep. And today was actually the very first day that I had a party and I enjoyed the food, but I tried it. I ate my own meals, but I tried the food and I didn't think that I should eat more and I needed to eat more and fill my belly until <laughs> I couldn't breathe anymore. You know, how I face post-show is pretty much like that and I'm still fixing it. Um, but I think that for me, 
at least for me, being all in, like 100% and no, no like sweeteners, like sucralose and stevia and all that stuff, like I used to be before uh, on prep, um, so that I can be like a little bit more extreme. It kind of works better for me in terms of like mental balance during prep. And this is kind of weird to say, but I think that being a little bit more extreme and resting a little bit more and being super free with food for a couple of days and then uh, going 100% back to diet and not having like those 90% 10% junk food uh, or 80% healthy food and then uh, 20% junk food. It kind of doesn't work for me. I need to be either all in or fully out for like a shorter, um, short period of time so that I can be 100% all in again, you know, but I think that it works for me better than trying to have a balance during like the entire week, I would say. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm proud of you, Bia, for, first of all, for doing oh that. Oh my God, party. I was so awesome. happy today. Congrats. I was like, mom, dad. Very happy for you. <laughs> my parents were so happy for me. They were like, yes, we did it. And I was like, I love it. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, oh I, my God, yeah, it, we are all I'm learning. the same way. So it really yeah. takes time. And like, I think that we're all growing like that forever work in progress and knowing that, you know, it's hard. But like every time you have one of those small accomplishments and you give yourself like a pat on the back for doing yes. something that you know is mm-hmm. working in the right direction is like slowly going to help us grow and build momentum, you know? So that's of good. course, we all, I always struggled with food post-show because I was always prepping and I was always like, okay, I can go hammer on food, you know, for this week because next week I will be back on prep. And as I it used to be super, super strict, I would be like, okay, I'm, I need to enjoy all of this food be- before I go back to jail, I would say. Um, <laughs> jail. <laughs> jail, like... I remember, you had your cucumbers, didn't you? Oh my God, I hate cucumbers. I listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even look at so have. I can't even have stuff that smell like cucumber. I'm like, no, no, not this shit. You know? <laughs> not again. So I'm like, so I was like, sniff I was it, used sniff to- it, be. sniff it. Oh my God, terrible. Forget, no, no, exactly. But I used to be like that all the time and we are always learning, but even more when you achieve that, um, I would say like by yourself, when you think by yourself and you do it because you don't want to self-sabotage like your own self, you know, and you don't do it for the others. Like, okay, I'm not going to eat this and I'm going to control this because of my coach. And you start doing it for you and for yourself. It's kind of more of a self-growth. And today it was just for me, like, I was like, okay, I, I really, I'm really craving a little bit of bread with cheese, especially because my mom was eating it and my sister as well. And I was like, Jesus, I really want this. And I'm really hungry. I've been feeling really hungry these last couple of days. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to test myself and I'm going to grab a little bit, a bit of uh, bread mm-hmm. and put a little bit, a uh, bit of cheese inside mm-hmm. and see how I can control it then you know you jumped in so, the chocolate yeah oh my <laughs> no, because my grandma doesn't have one just because my <laughs> no I'm kidding but it was like such a self-growth and I feel like uh, that we are constantly growing yeah. the more we compete and the more we go back to the reverse diet or back home and to off season and then we go back to prep again and on and off like the more we um do this the more we learn and even though like some people learn how to nail the reverse diet 
in like their second show or even the first show, it took me 25 shows to still binge after the show and still gain a lot of pounds and then go back to my, not, not the normal weight because I'm over the stage weight, of course, but uh, it still took me until the 25th show, including two Olympias and one Arnold, to be able to four weeks or three weeks after being able to control myself in regards to food. Wow. But anyways, it was a learning process yeah, and awesome. I learned how to do it. Yeah. And that, that's the good thing about bodybuilding. And that, that's what you were saying, Maya. We are always learning. Always, always, always. Exactly. Which is awesome. Yeah. Even when you do like your 100th show, like you, you are going <laughs> to learn something about it. Yes. And about yep. you. Yep. Okay. Sure. So, uh, da, da, da. okay. This is a, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's my question, my, my time right now. So, um, what do you think you have to change and how are you planning to improve that? Oh, yes. Okay. So, to change, um, I know that my, and I, I don't call it like a weakness necessarily, but one of, I guess, a problem area, I don't know something that's given me trouble is that I have a, sh a short torso. So it keeping my waist tight throughout the season um, can be a bit of a struggle because my legs lean out very, very quickly. Like you can see my tight leg lines well, well into my improvement season um, pretty much throughout the entire time. And then my waist comes in last. So what we're trying to do right now is really take this improvement season to work up my macros and to lower my cardio and get my hormones balanced and get myself in a really, really good spot so that when I come in to my next show, I will look super tight. Like I won't be, I won't be needing to like get my name out there anymore. You know what I mean? Like I'll just be coming on stage and I'm like, want to come for a pro win. <laughs> so yes. like I will be as tight as possible. And what my biggest thing is now is, just making sure that I hit my reverse well, obviously for so many other areas of my life so that I could have balance down the line, have intuitive meals, you know, reduce my cardio, find more mental balance, more mental clarity and whatnot. But ultimately like down the line, I want to know that like I'm starting at a really high place with my macros that we can lower me down, get me really lean without going to the drastic measures that we had to last season and come in super tight and crisp and, uh, yeah, I don't, I, it's not like my feedback isn't anything crazy. It's just that something I know I need to improve on. So that's like physique wise and mental wise in my mental space is I'm going to carry what I learned with me, what I learned this season with me into the 2022 season. Um, and also this improvement season is like that belief in myself and confidence and feeling worthy. So I'm going to not lose sight of my goals um, and constantly show up, like show up for myself mentally, knowing that I can do it and knowing that like I could be up there with my idols if I just keep working at it, you know, like I'm not saying it's going to happen oh, yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's going to happen in two years, but I know that if I keep going, like I've said this so many times, I love this Babe Ruth quote. It's hard to beat someone who never gives up. Yep. Just keep yep. going. Like, you you got this um same thing for when girls ask me about their pro cards like oh I want it next year I'm like if you keep going like you get it yeah <laughs> I'm not saying 100%. it's gonna happen immediately but like just keep going so I think that it's more like that mental side 
um, making sure that I never lose sight of my goals, keep that belief in myself, um, and then follow it up with the work, the actual work, um, putting it into my reverse, into my preps to make sure that I bring my absolute crispest pack. Crispest? I don't know if that's crisp, most crispest package. <laughs> crispiest, crispiest, <laughs> my crispiest package. <laughs> so that like I look on point because I see myself look on point. And I'm like, damn girl, I'm impressed. <laughs> so yeah. I need to make sure that I can um I can bring that so I don't have to do like ten shows again. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, that's that's it. That's literally what happened with me because last year, well, okay. The year before that, 2019, when, that, <laughs> when I started, I keep forgetting it's a new year already. Um, Doesn't and, look like. I know. I literally was like competing all the time, and I was like, "Man, it's like I just want to like, I like don't want to have to do this. Like I don't want to have to do yeah. as many shows. I'm so glad that I did because it taught me so much. So I would never, ever, ever change that or take that back or anything. But moving forward I was like I don't want to have to compete this much because it's nice to be able to just handpick you know what shows be a little bit more strategic instead of just like doing as many Mm -hmm. shows as you possibly can you know yeah amen I love it you you can't you can't improve if you don't stop for a bit sometimes unless you are super seasoned and you're your feedback is just like, okay, you just need to get a little bit more tighter or something like that. And it's something that you can improve with a prep, you know, during prep. Uh, But Mm -hmm. for example, for me, like my feedback was that I needed to take most of the most uh, part of the year off in order to bring something different and something new. And being 19 years old, like I can't uh, compare myself with the girls that are like 20 years older than me and their muscles look different their condition looks different they yeah, are seasoned all that stuff yeah even though I did uh, 25 shows so far it doesn't mean that, that that I have muscle maturity whatsoever we can see the difference when we compare like me and Angelica or me with Ashley or me with you Maya <laughs> like it's it's like completely different so you need to take some time off sometimes in order to be able to as Ashley said just pick that show and or like a couple of shows or three shows and be able to win one of those or just need to like place in one of those in order to go to the Olympia, which will be like your um, your goal, of course, if you are a pro. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So we do have, so I was going to say, we do have a couple of Instagram questions and then I also do want to touch base a little bit on the Olympia. Obviously, this was your first Olympia um, experience and all that. So we definitely have a couple questions um, in regards to the Olympia, but we'll go ahead and just do the Instagram questions first. Um, and those can just be quick. They don't have, you don't have to like, you know, elaborate super long on yeah, them or anything. I'll do like quick fire. Yeah. Yeah. So, and these are just fun. Um, so I know you're a squeeze me skinny girl. Cause so am I, and I love the waist <laughs> trainer. So, but you tell us, cause I also know that you do wear a weight belt too. So kind of give me, give just like, if you had to just pick one, a waist trainer or what a uh, weight belt belt, pick one and then tell me why. Ah, I have to pick one. Oh, okay. I know. Um, I, know. I was going to be like, why not both? <laughs> Um, but I would say, um, my season skinny waist trainer, because I can use it. I can honestly use it as a weight belt. Like, obviously it's not the exact same, but I would, I do use it during training. I use the gym version 
and I have the shorty, so it does cinch me in well enough there. So the eight inches, the shorty, I have a short torso. Um, so I can use the waist trainer both in the gym and also outside. And I think it's honestly been such a game changer for me this season, especially because I was struggling, like I was saying, with keeping my waist tight. So when I do certain exercises, I don't activate um, the, the, the muscles that make my waist look blockier. So I'm not building those. Um, yeah. And then also, I this is going to sound so like woo-woo or like, obviously it's not based in science. So people can like hate on me if it's like not based in science or whatever, but I just like the way it makes me feel like (laughs) on a most basic level. I enjoy the feeling of keep of like having my waist tight. And also when I'm not eating very much, I feel fuller faster. Like people can say what they want to, but I haven't had any health issues. And it's, if you look at my last season, fade shot to this season or any of my fade shots like my waist is definitely tighter so I would say the sweet skinny for sure waist trainer okay I agree 100%. I've been using waist trainers as well now so yeah, yeah. I feel good with them your waist is amazing though <laughs> B like I don't know. play her oh, waist my- is perfection <laughs> my no my waist is good on stage because it's the first one like to blow out when I start eating more so it's kind Thank of the, the the only thing that really changes is only my waist like on stage it's it's uh, small I would say but it's quite normal like every day I think um, I'm pretty similar yeah like it's the only thing that like doubles the size normally <laughs> 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 all right so next question is what's the hardest part about being off season for you oh okay so I would say reversing obviously like sticking to your macros uh it is a constant I wouldn't say a struggle I'm gonna say it's a challenge because I'm gonna conquer it it's gonna happen um (laughs) it's all about that like that's the way I'm framing it in my mind so my first reverse I reversed and then I prepped for a show so when I started with Shelby we reversed me up and then I prepped for my very first show in October 2018 and then I reversed again so both of those reverses were fire like I'm not even gonna lie I was on point but after last season after I went pro and it wasn't like it was a terrible reverse but I know that I could have done better like I went off the rails and I was in this vicious cycle I just lost sight of what my goals were and I again didn't feel worthy of being an IFBB pro yada yada so I would get in this vicious cycle of oh my you're gonna laugh of like eating well all day and then like having like a cookie. I truly am a cookie monster. Like having a huge ass cookie at night. And I was like, Maya, why'd you do that again? What the heck? <laughs> like, why? Or I'd be at a family party and I would like be eating to like fill this void that I was never going to fill because the reason why I was eating so much had nothing to do with food. It wasn't that I was hungry. It's that I felt empty in other areas of my life. So it was a lot of introspection to get to that realization (laughs) but anyways coming back to this season it's hardest to stick to my macros but it's easier than it was last season because I have a really good support system now last time I was going through a weird part um in my like relationships outside of you know competing outside of food like had nothing to do with that I just kind of felt alone um I was single at the time and it, and it has nothing to do with like the fact that I was just single. It was just, I had a complicated relationship going on still. So 
I let that trigger me into binge eating because I was trying to fill that void. Um, and now, even if I didn't have a boyfriend right now, I would still feel more fulfilled because I'm at a lot more comfortable place and I have a lot more confidence now in myself and my abilities and knowing that I'm good on my own. Like, I'm not trying to fill any voids, basically. I feel more whole. So hitting my macros is hard because obviously there's temptations and I love food. If I was overweight when I was growing up, we all know I love food. <laughs> like <laughs> there's no doubt in that. So hitting my macros is challenging, but it's also really, really rewarding. So I would say that that was the hardest part because I love training heavy. Like as soon as I'm getting more food, I'm like, oh my God, like this is my moment. I'm going in to get some PRs. So instead of doing to try and like, <laughs> it is, it is truly my moment. Like I also realized that like, if I, this is kind of a ramble, but since I'm going to a year long off season or in, improvement season, sorry. Uh, the body that I have now is going to be something that I'm going to like be sitting with and living in for the entire year. So like, I better take care of it, you know? So oh, yeah. I have so much motivation to hit my macros because it will allow me to have more flexibility down the line. Like I won't have cardio. Um, I won't have lower macros. So I'm still doing 45 minutes, five times a week right now. And I'm still eating what other people would consider as like moderate to low depending on how high their macros are and so I have all this motivation to hit them and I'm also in a really good spot with my relationships and my confidence and everything like that so I would call it a challenge instead of a struggle but as everyone knows it's the reverse diet yep yep well that was not short sorry no <laughs> it's totally good Whoa. It's like oh my god it's so much good Whoa. info yep okay cool so, and since we're on the topic of like food then Tell us, like, if you could only pick, or wait, wait, what's your favorite cheat meal and your favorite diet food? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, this one is difficult. All right. Yeah, this is difficult. I'm going to go with my diet food first because everybody knows I eat shredded chicken with either rice or sweet potatoes and a side of green beans and then macadamia nuts or cashews. Like, that is... I will eat it like five times a day and be happy. Oh, and mustard. Who are we kidding? Mustard. The go-to. Nut butter so, on that chicken. That is the go-to. Oh my Nut God, butter yes. That chicken too. is the best. Oh. Amen. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And then if it like sweets, nut butter and chicken. Oh, cinnamon. So Mama. Fire. <laughs> yes. The best. The best. So that's the diet food. Um, When it comes to, and I also actually like that, not dieting. I like having those same foods, but like a, a lot of it, just like when my macros go up and I, I love having like a ton of sweet potatoes, like drizzled with peanut butter. Cause when macros are higher, you know, like you get more. So oh, yes. um, that's that, but cheat food wise, um, if it's right after post-show, I either like getting a burger and sweet potato fries or sushi. However, yeah, I know you went for sushi. If it's date night. Oh yeah, I know that was so good. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that was so yummy. Sushi, yeah, you, you get told the best me. I just came from, from sushi. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, we were having dinner, and she was like, uh, "I just came from the sushi restaurant," <laughs> and I was like chewing. I was chewing on something. I was like, "Yeah, I just ate sushi as well." <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> but um, oh, and cookies, duh. But but I would say if it was a date night though, so when I'm able to come back and actually have like 
a, like a treat meal out uh, with my boyfriend. We love going to Mexican. I love Mexican food. Love. That's probably but my it has to be in the right area. Yes, yep. agreed. Like, but you're from Texas, so like you know, it has to be the right area. Though, like, I'm not going to like middle of America and having Mexican food. Like, it has to be good. I'm not wasting it on like, I don't know, like Chipotle. Like, it's got to be good Mexican. <laughs> Chipotle's good, but like Chipotle's <laughs> not cheap. <laughs> Chipotle's not like good, good, authentic Mexican, right? Decent, but it's good. It's decent. You need like Azteca yeah. or something like, yeah, Ooh. like real Mexican food. Yeah. Yeah, I love Tex-Mex too. So, like, Ashlyn, you got to show me the spot. Oh my gosh, Tex-Mex is amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So, like, next question. That was not oh, one. Sorry. I did not stick to the rules. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I answered with like five foods. Nice. Roll breaker. <laughs> All right. So, if you could pick only one food, what would it be? It can be whatever. Is this like to stick to my goals or is this like just I'm just no, eating this I, one food? No, whatever I think. Oh, um, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Like one food for the rest of my life. Yep. That doesn't oh seem like it's good yeah. for my digestion. I mean, that's that's um, pretty easy for me. It would, it would definitely be cookies for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but the cookie dealer ones, like yes, cookie dealer ones. Beer. oh my god they're so good but honestly my mom like makes for half a day. yeah no those are those are dense and also like karen morell and juan morell so karen morell funny story back when she started the company i had worked with her because i trained up guys from time to time and i knew dara and like their whole like friend group and stuff and uh she messaged me when i was at junior nat in 2019 and she's like just wait till I start my cookie company and you get to try it because uh, I she knows that she knows I love cookies and then I finally tried it after universe in 2019 and I was like holy moly you're about to blow up so I have loved watching her company grow so much because they're such good people and um okay this I'm getting off topic but anyways yeah I would also say cookies but also I'm really really proud of um my cookie dealer like my cookie dealer and Juan and Karen and they're such good people so cookies and they're awesome and okay. also my mom makes amazing cookies so like shout out mom <laughs> shout out mom <laughs> your cookies are the best <laughs> i love it okay now tell us what your favorite workout is Ooh, um because it's so hard to grow i would say my like i love a good glute ham day i just had mine this morning damn it was fire it was yes. good any glute <laughs> workout oh, yeah, super about it yep yep I'm like oh I got that pump we got some good picks here we Ooh. are good to go for the day <laughs> <laughs> all right so now lie. we have the other round of questions the thing is I think it this is getting too long right so maybe we I could say we like, probably got like we probably can push it like 10 more minutes just to keep it on the yeah list. so uh, I can pick I'll like keep them one short. Yeah, you're good. oh my god don't worry uh, I can pick one and Ashton can pick two, uh, one as well. So we can have like two more questions yeah. and that will be like the 10 minutes, I think. Probably. Right. Perfect. Yeah. All right. I will, um, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So this one is regarding 2020. Um, what did you learn um, during that entire year? Okay. So this is something that, like metaphorical it's also super 
it makes sense for me, but also just for everybody in general. 2020 reminded me, and shout out Andy Purcell again, that the conditions will never be perfect. You have to take action. Right. Yep. Like, there is never going to be a time where, like, if you're constantly waiting, like, oh, well, when coronavirus ends, or oh, when the lockdowns end, or oh, when the gyms open, like, you got to throw all that to the side. And if you want something bad enough, just go after it and make it happen. And that's it. Because if I had waited to start my prep, I started it when who knows what show was going to start, what was going to happen. Like, it was, I was 20 plus pounds above stage weight. I was working out in my garage. I like there, I didn't even know if shows were going to be happening because in the Bay area, they were pretty much like locked down indefinitely. And if I had been like, Oh, well wait, like I wouldn't be, wouldn't have been ready by the time that it was June and I hit my first show. So I would say not allowing myself to become a victim of what was going on around me and not waiting and just saying that I was going to take things into my own hands and make, make it happen. So that's what 2020 taught me. I love it. Oh my God, yeah. I think that it was such a tough year, but anyways, we all learned at least one thing like from that year. And the same will happen yeah. this year, I think. Like it's a constant process, progress for us, like dealing with everything that is happening and, you know, getting through stuff and anyways, achieving our goals, even though being in the middle of a pandemic or being in lockdown or whatever I think it was the time where I improved the most even physically I improved the most when I was in lockdown just because I was like okay I'm in lockdown I can't leave my home I can't do anything so at least I need to do this at 100% and I need to really dedicate myself you know with whatever I have at home whatever I can build here to to train and all that stuff and at the same time I could focus on other stuff reading and Everything that, everything that I don't have normally time to or patience to because of being always like out of home or doing something. So at least we learned something with that year and the same will happen with this year, I think. Yeah. And moving forward, we're going to be able to be like way more prepared, which is nice. So last yeah, well, year was kind of a slap in the face for everybody. <laughs> so this year it's like... Yes. It's like, all right, we're prepared now. If we get locked down, we know what we need to do, like, et cetera. So, um, yeah, agreed. I love it. Okay. So, and we'll just touch base on the Olympia real quick. Like, just give us your, your thoughts about, you know, how everything went down and, you know, if just what you thought about the Olympia, like your experience and stuff like that. So just give us kind of like a little brief, like run through about how your experience went and, and all that. Okay. First of all, I love Orlando. Like it should be moved to Orlando. Um, <laughs> and also I, I think that it creates a lot more of a calm atmosphere. Las Vegas, I went to go watch uh, the Olympia when Jesse Palmer was in it in, in 2019 with Nicole Desmond, who's my friend. Um, so when I was there, everything is really far apart. And I know that it all would have been under the same roof at um, Planet Hollywood and everything, but the atmosphere of Orlando was a lot more calm. I liked that everything was so convenient. Um, I felt like there was a really good, like bodybuilding focused kind of energy around. Whereas in Vegas, there's like a million things going on. And like, yes, there's a bodybuilding man, but there's like this big club over here. And it's like, it was just a lot easier to 
feel like we're all focused on bodybuilding when we're in Orlando. So it's a really nice atmosphere. Um, a little bit more laid back. I felt like everything was really convenient, good gym close by, everything like that. And also the hotel was gorgeous. Two, um, it was super well run, super well run. And the stage was perfect. I think that the stage and the other size, the audience was perfect. I know that there would be more people, so they need to make it bigger in some way. But it was just, it, it, I feel like everything flowed really well. And honestly, when I walked in and saw the stage where finals was happening, I bowled my eyes out. I was like, this is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I was, like, it's just like shining lights and like music and everything. But I thought it was spectacular. I think that IFBB, like, um, you know, Wings of Strength, um, Mr. Wood, like everybody, they, they put on a show and like, shout out Dan Solomon, like they made it happen. And I thought it was so epic. And then also I thought it was really, really exciting because I follow other divisions. I'll watch like the real bodybuilding podcast, shout out Fua. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I follow like actual bodybuilding, um, as a sport outside of just the bikini division. And also I really like watching the vlogs from other people like, you know, Chris Bumstead and everything like that, mm-hmm. Breon. And I thought that, that each division was really exciting to watch. So when I went to finals, I was like on the edge of my seat. Um, so it was all around a good experience. And for it being my first one, I, I don't know. I'm happy that it was in Orlando. I think they should move it there. And I think it should be in December because it was an awesome way to cap off the year. And it was like the final show, the, the grand finale, so to speak. So I literally think the exact same thing. I loved it. I loved it. Just like the stage and everything was unreal. I just thought it was incredible. And then the same thing. I just loved how it was that um, they moved it to Orlando where it wasn't as like crazy as Las Vegas is. And then also the same thing about it being at the end of the year. I think that, I don't know. And I've never been to the Olympia before this. I went to the expo and I saw the setup and everything, but as far as like, obviously it was my first Olympia. So my first experience, but I thought it was great. I loved, I loved everything about it. And then the end of the year thing, I just, I think that that's great too. I like that. Um, Did you get, did you get feedback? Yeah, I did. Um, so my feedback actually, I could like pull it up. No, actually I have it at the top of my mind. It's okay. Um, so this is the thing. This is why when I told other people the feedback, they were like, Oh, like you don't need to take a year off. So like, technically no I don't need to take a year off based on the feed which I will share in a second but I feel like I need to mentally and emotionally just I just feel like I need that anyways so she said that she that my presentation so like posing I know I personally know I can improve my posing but she never says there's anything wrong with that. she's like presentation hair posing makeup suit heels yada yada on point she said I think that you could use a little bit more roundness in your shoulders um I think what what did she say she yeah she said that my legs were a little bit more developed than my upper body so adding that roundness and maybe detail there will help balance me out I've always known this like my my lower half always gets leaner quicker so that and then also she said I could be a hair and she put that I think in like all caps a hair tighter (laughs) so basically crisper which is what we were saying before. And I think that my shoulders will, will and have looked rounder when I am like 
at the peak of my season. So I'm not, I'm, I think that I brought my best physique for where I was, but I think that if I was like super duper crisp, they would just look rounder naturally. Yep. I agree with that. So that's it. <laughs> that, that was my feedback. Um, but personally, I also have like an idea of what my own feedback is because we all look at our own posing and we like know all these things. And um, after seeing after seeing everybody else on stage in person watching, because I'm also a big fan of all you girls, girls, all you ladies on stage. So like, I will watch from the back while you guys are posing and like cheer you on from the side. So watching everybody else, there is a air about the people who are in the top 10 or even not in the top 10, but an air about you where you walk on stage. And I swear it's like on, and I love it. And I haven't mastered that yet. You know, I've only been this for, in this for two years, but I am, I aspire to get there, you know, like jazzy, like everybody, oh my gosh, everybody in that top 10, like you walk on stage and it is a performance. It is beautiful. I love it. So you guys have amazing posing and I aspire to get there. Um, so I'm going to work on that personally. I know that's my feedback for myself, but ultimately <laughs> it's like rounder shoulders and um, it's like balancing out with my lower and a hair tighter. Oh yeah. I love it. And that's all, that's all like super easy, you know, fixes and stuff. So I'm super excited to see, you know, your transformation and stuff going forward. I think it's going to be so fun because you're already such a great athlete. Like you made it to the freaking Olympia. Like that's incredible. So your persistence in this sport is so admirable. I know so many people are inspired by you and, um, we just really appreciate you coming on here and giving us all your insights and, everything and getting to know you and stuff. And I cannot wait to just see, you know, you continue to just transform and, you know, become your best self on and off the stage. It's going to be so fun watching you. Yeah. It was so much thank fun. You. So thank you, Maya. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Next Honestly, year. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs> be awesome. You guys are making me blush yeah. over here. <laughs> I mean, it's an honor for me to be honest. Like race. Ashlyn texted me and I was like, you guys want me? because <laughs> I, I listen every week I really do I'm a religious listener when you guys drop I get the notification on my phone so it's so oh, funny when you. when B will talk about things she's like oh you know I've I mentioned this in a previous podcast and in my head I'm like yes I know <laughs> I, I have the exact podcast I know which one it is so um really thank you guys for inviting me on I think that this is an awesome platform and what you guys are doing um here and creating this community and this place this source of knowledge uh for other people in this division and in our sport to listen to us and get to know us more um as a personality and as you know real humans relatable humans off stage is so amazing so thank you guys for everything you do not just having me on but creating this podcast creating content um, putting it out there consistently you know I really really appreciate it so thank you guys oh thank you thank you we love it we love just coming on here and just being able to have fun and chat and we were just super excited that you were able to come on so yeah well Maya again so much ladies until next week we got it until next week peace out peace out girl scouts bye (laughs) bye